Welcome to another podcast in the series of the Lockdown Legacy under the umbrella of Stepping Stone Theatre for Mental Health. In this podcast, we talk to real people about their real lives who are telling us real stories about what they went through and are going through during these compulsory lockdowns because of COVID-19 and the coronavirus. Please sit back and enjoy our latest lockdown in which we talk to someone from our area in Lincolnshire all about what he went through because of the compulsory lockdown. This is the Lockdown Legacy Project. Welcome once again to another interview on the Lockdown Legacy Project podcast. This is the podcast that has been run by Stepping Stone Theatre for Mental Health and it's all about people's journey of the lockdown. Real people, real lives and real stories of what people went through during the compulsory lockdown of COVID-19. And we've got a very interesting chat with us today. I'm going to say no more other than uh, what I know about him and that's his name. And his name is Eamon. So, Eamon, Hello there. Uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself and tell our podcast, Will, what you do. Uh, well, my name's Eamon, Eamon Hunt. I live in the beautiful, historic city of Lincoln. And up until um, early April of this year, I was a chef in a successful restaurant. And COVID came along and closed said restaurant. And um, really, uh, after a little bit of sitting down wondering what on earth to do, uh, enforced idlement, as it were, um, well, I had a friend who was in a bit of a pickle, so I, I cooked her a meal and took it round. And when I did that, I thought, well, I may as well take one to another chap across the road. And things kind of spiralled from there. And, uh, well, we've ended up having some sort of a, an unofficial... Meals, we call it Meals on Wheels for Waifs and Strays. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say uh, unofficial lockdown, did all, did all this happen? You you say you had a very successful restaurant, things were going really well for you. Uh, and then uh, early on this year, March, April, May time, we got these enforced lockdowns. Did all this start to happen around about then? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was as a direct result. As a, as a chef, you haven't got a moment to, to think it's a constant uh, job, you know, sort of 17 hours a day type thing. And uh, obviously, with the restaurant being forced to close, that would close as everyone was forced to shut at the first lockdown. Uh, like I say, there was just a bit of time to think. And then it, it just became apparent to me that there were people that were um, that were really struggling, you know, uh, for all sorts of different reasons. And um, like I say, it started off literally with one meal being delivered to one person. And then it was, well, actually, I quite enjoyed even, albeit knocking on the front door and standing back at a distance and, you know, being COVID compliant with the food handling, uh, it was still a wonderful thing for me to see the said person, you know. And uh, and so, uh, for very selfish reasons, it, it expanded. It, it was initially a chance for me to just go and say hello to my pals and to check up on you know, people that I knew, some of whom had some health problems, etc. And it's just kind of grown from there. I mean, it's highly commendable. I mean, well done, mate, for, for turning yourself around. But when I'm talking to people on these podcasts, because a lot of people were chucked or thrust into a position that they didn't really want to be in, that's closing their businesses or losing their jobs, etc. How did this make you feel kind of emotionally? And, and were you the only person connected or was there more people involved in the restaurant? 
Uh, oh no, no. There were obviously there was a team at the restaurant, mm-hmm. um, and um, uh, it, it just became apparent that uh, we were a small restaurant and um, we had to be full for it to make sense. It became apparent that if and as and when we were allowed to open again, it wouldn't be, uh, you know, at maximum capacity. And quite simply, the numbers didn't add up, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so uh, basically it uh, it very sadly had to go. Um, and like I say, from that moment on, um, it's been a case of like everyone had to for a while, just sort of sat in your own four walls going slightly crazy. Mm. And, uh, and then deciding, well, hang on, I've got some time and we can get on and just I don't know. Just to, like I say, there's there's something really nice about doing something for other people. It's 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 far more rewarding for the person who gives. I think it's been a great motivator as COVID uh, and the lockdown for lots and lots of people to do that. Uh, where we live in our area, there's lots of people doing good for other people. Uh, but I, I still have to ask how how did that affect you personally uh, initially? Uh, oh well. I, th- I think, like many many people, um, it was a it was like hitting a brick wall. Mm. Uh, you go from successful and busy to shot and idle, and uh, you know because it was forced upon us. You know, we we didn't voluntarily close. We were told to shut. Um, it, it it was yeah. It was very it was surreal to be honest with you. Very stressful. Um, obviously, like everyone, finances required, and mm-hmm. you know all of that dried up very quickly. And yeah, just very stressful and uh, very worrying. But you know, uh, after a little while of that, you've, you've got to decide: well, do I, do I fold or do, do you try and do something? You know, whatever you can do. During that time, uh, did you have any uh, support from other people around you? Oh, of course, I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very lucky. I've got many, many good friends. And uh, in fact, some of those friends were an inspiration to get going because it went from feeding a few friends I knew to then publishing on social media the fact that I wanted to do it. Uh, but I particularly wanted people to nominate others that had been doing something worthwhile during COVID, mm-hmm. just as a little reward, you know, a little treat. And uh, it very, very quickly became apparent that a lot of the people that were getting nominated were people in the entertainment industry, um, singers, songwriters, people in local bands, all of whom had had to stop what they were doing as well. Mm-hmm. And they were then starting to put stuff out on social media, you know, live sessions, uh, a song a day, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so then I found myself <laughs> taking food to... Uh, these people just as a thank you from others who'd nominated them so it became quite a cohesive community thing you know uh it it just became a lovely wonderful uh wonderful thing for everyone involved and like i say the biggest win was me because i got to you know albeit very briefly on each visit but got to say hello to to people that obviously you were missing now i know you said you had a successful restaurant i remember my grandmother bless her she had meals on wheels and that's what you've called it jokingly and I remember her Meals on Wheels, which came in a, a polystyrene tub uh, and consisted of mince something uh, covered, in, <laughs> co- covered, covered in potato, uh, sprinkled with cheese, followed by sticky toffee something uh, covered in a bright yellow custard. Is that the kind of thing yeah. you're taking out? Uh, well, we'd, I mean, you know, the, the, 
you try and do your best. We we weren't taking out shepherd's pie, let's put it that way. I thought um, not, I thought not. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, by definition, though, it has to be something that's easily packaged and uh, mm. easily transportable as well. So, you know, you, you can't exactly uh, take fine dining to 30, 40-odd people of an afternoon. Mm. Uh, you'd need more packaging than the space in the car to package it for a start. <laughs> Uh, but you know, just just nice flavours and food. I mean, last week we did one. It was uh, we did a go and a, a go and fish curry. Uh, very simple, just a go and fish curry, some herb rice and uh, and a flatbread. Do you know what I mean? But uh, and the thing that became apparent from the, uh, 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 taking food to people who've been entertaining everyone and whatever, it then moved on to which is where we are now. It really did move up a gear and move on to. You know, people who really were in need, you know, people who really were in trouble for all sorts of reasons. And the thing that really hit me was uh, the elderly uh, folk in the city who, for norm under normal circumstances, would have had company but were in lockdown with health problems. And, of course, you're taking them some sort of a spicy dish and you're thinking, crikey, will that old lady like that, you know? And, of course, it comes back, well, I I'd have liked it hotter. You know, you realise it doesn't matter how old people are; they love their food. You know, and uh, and that's where we are now. So, so we try and do something that's got a a, a, a lot of flavour uh, packed within it. You know, and uh, like I say, age is no barrier. There's no there's no mincing everything up. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's just interesting to, to 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 see another side of society that we don't normally see. It's fan I it's absolutely fan struggling. It's fantastic. I mean, the more I listen to you, it's just fantastic. It's making me want to be old and have you bring me something round that I want. To... <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's not. It, it's not. It's not just for the elderly. Uh, like I say, uh, uh, we we kind of when, when we can afford to do it, we run it, and when we run it, uh, we allow people to nominate people. So, for example, I've had one person who nominated his mum who he hasn't seen since March. Because he lives abroad and he can't travel home to see her because of COVID. Wow. He wins because his mum gets a knock on the door from somebody, me. Um, I report back to him and say, oh, your mum seemed okay when I popped a meal around for her. She obviously gets a little bit of company and a nice meal to eat. And, you know, the people, me and a few others doing the food and delivering, uh, just get a kick out of, you know, I don't know, just putting a smile on someone's face, albeit briefly. So you're delivering to people that are... Um on their own, you're delivering to people that get nominated. I, lo I love that system of getting nominated by people. Um, so well, it's, it's a real cross-section of people that you're taking it to, then. It is. I mean, we're, I've, deli I've delivered to people who literally can't go within half a mile of anyone because of uh, severe lung problems. I've delivered to perfectly healthy young families who literally are just skint and have no money. Mm. Uh, I've delivered, like I say, to entertainers. I've delivered to uh, friends. Uh, we did one where we specifically aimed it at sort of NHS workers. Uh, it's it's a whole uh, a whole cross-section. Uh, but what is very nice is when you hear other people's uh, efforts um, that, they, that they put in for other people's behalf during what is a stressful time for everyone. And in just one tiny small way, like I say, albeit briefly, just for one evening, just brightening their, their day a little by popping a meal round. I mean, who, who doesn't like having a meal cooked for them? Well, absolutely. You know, absolutely. But I just find yeah. it interesting that um, you 
on a, a fantastic story of something good to come out of what is a very, very, for many, a very horrible situation of being locked down, being unable. And you just said because of uh, 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 they may have health problems, breathing problems, uh, other issues as well as age, but they may well be unwell. And you've kind of, you've, you've found your... You're a bit of a guardian angel, I think, for some of these people. <laughs> I, think you, I think if you asked anyone who knew me that, they'd be falling off their seats <laughs> laughing. I'm hardly a guardian angel. I know, I'm but no angel if anybody needs an award, mate, it's you. <laughs> You, 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 you've got a highly successful business in Lincoln. You're doing really well. Restaurants in Lincoln, tourist trap, etc. Uh, you've got. You were told to close. It wasn't that you chose to close. You were told to close. Therefore, losing your business, and then you've reinvented yourself as as you know the food guru for people that can't get a meal. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. Is anybody support, well, is anybody supporting you though? Uh, in, well, in, in your venture, the 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 um, I I personally have received no support from anyone. Mm. Uh, money's incredibly tight, but um, there are many people who continue to work through lockdown. You know, in essential services, mm, etc. Mm, mm. And what was very very impressive and very moving um, were the offers of financial help. Not, not for me. No, th this is the whole point of this exercise. Nobody makes any money out of it. It's literally, we just need a few quid in to pay for the materials, mm. to pay for the ingredients, and that's it. But when you haven't got anything and you need 40, 50 quid to spend on the, the ingredients and you haven't got it, then nobody eats. Well, uh, the phone started to ring, and uh, people that I know uh, started saying, look, can I... Can I pay for this week's food run? You know, uh, they were time poor because they were working, but because they were working, they're still getting paid, and um, yeah, and, and and kind of back to the thing, and that still happens now. We're, we're looking at doing one on Christmas Day, um, only for about thirty people. Only, uh, for, only thirty. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a limit to what I'm, I can. I know that that's in quite. In, in my, that's, that's a hell of a lot of people on Christmas Day that you're going to be cooking for. Well, but I tell you what, I just put a little call out on Facebook uh, saying, "Look, it's it, I want it's Christmas. I want it to be really special. Mm. Um, if any one of you can afford a few quid or can afford some time to help deliver on Christmas Day, and uh, honestly, it, it's been uh, incredibly moving." And so now, what they're not—they're not just going to get a Christmas dinner, but hopefully they're going to get a little hamper with a few treats in it as well. You know, just as a, you know, and it's just down to local people's uh, 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 generosity. You know, brilliant, um, brilliant. So you forget quite, quite frankly, you do forget just how nice most folk can be. Mm. Well, Eamon, I'd like to finish on that note. Thank you ever so much for being nice. Uh, a couple of questions. No, seriously. Like no, you did. Like I say, find me on a bad day. You'll change your mind. No, but, but I always there's always a couple of questions I like to ask our guests when when they've been so open and honest about their journey of the lockdown. One of the questions I would ask is if you were to give anyone out there a hint or a tip of their own particular journey of how you dealt with it, what would your hint or tip be for anyone who's in uh, lockdown? I think. I think it would be keep on keeping on. I think the moment you just sit down, stare at a wall, mm. don't get dressed, don't make yourself a cup of tea, don't go for a walk, 
that can become, because I did exactly that initially, mm. and it, the world can become a very dark, depressed place very quickly. So I would say keep on keeping on, even if all you do is get dressed, make your bed, go for a walk, just try and do something physical and positive. Because if you do that, you, you're already on a, a higher level to be able to possibly grab whatever opportunity could come your way, you know? So keep on keeping on, no matter how down you feel. Force yourself to get out of the house. Force yourself to get up and do something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brilliant advice. And and the final question that I do ask people is, if you saw Bill, which is me, coming round the corner with a microphone in his hand, saying, would you like to be on our podcast? What would you say to them? <laughs> I would suggest that... Uh, if anyone sees you approach them with a microphone, we'll just go and give you a great big hug and say, yes, please. Oh. It's a, a wonderful endeavour. I think it's a great little show you do. Bless you. And I will say thank you once again for your honesty That's and it. openness. It was just... Complete. Go on. It's a complete pleasure, though. Yeah, bless you. To giving up your time to talk to us on the Lockdown Legacy podcast. You take good care, and hopefully one day, if you see me with a microphone... Offer me something in polystyrene, as long as it's not, <laughs> as long as it's not mince. <laughs> I will do, Bill. I look forward to that. All right, mate. You take good care and thank you once again. No problem. Take care. I'd just like to say thanks very much to Eamon for his openness and honesty. The restaurateur who had a very successful restaurant and then forced to close down because of COVID and reinvented himself as a Meals on Wheels, but he does it for absolutely nothing. Donations from friends to cover the cost of the material and delivers to people that need a good meal. Good on you, Eamon. And his advice, keep on keeping on. Don't give up. Get out there. So Eamon was part of the Lockdown Legacy Project. If you want to be part of this and want to get your story on the podcast, then do get in touch at ask at the lockdownlegacy.co.uk. That's ask at the lockdownlegacy.co.uk. And who knows, you could be our next story of real lives and real stories from real people on the Lockdown Legacy Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>